Hey guys, welcome to the e-commerce paradise podcast. We have a special guest on the show today, Josh Marsden, and he is the future author of the Facebook advertising strategies and trends for e-commerce 2018 edition. He's also the founder of CBO acceleration. You can find it at cboexcel.com. It's a uh, digital marketing agency that helps e-commerce uh, store owners or coaches and experts with their sales funnel and marketing strategies. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Josh. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Cool, man. Well, that was a mouthful. Um, you do a lot of cool stuff and it's really exciting to get you on the call today because um, you've been doing this for a long time. Um, can we start by just, uh, you can tell your story a little bit, how you got into this whole thing? Uh, sure, man. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time, uh, over five years now. Uh, so I originally got into this uh, as a freelancer. Um, so I've told this story on other podcasts, but I'll tell it again. So I um, basically, I was working at Infusionsoft uh, back in you know, throughout 2012. And I went to Infusionsoft in 2012, taking like a big kind of like risk by leaving my secure position that I had been in for over seven years at University of Phoenix, where I was making just under six figures a year. So I was doing fairly well, you know, and uh, I went over to Infusionsoft, took that chance, worked there throughout 2012. And then at the end of 2012, I got let go. And it wasn't like, uh, and I honestly, it was, I won't go into the details there, but I, you know, I was a little ticked off at the manager that let me go at the time. And, um, and so I right away went into freelance work and uh, just to kind of dabble in the waters and see what it was like. And uh, just because as an Infusionsoft sales rep, because that's what I did, I did sales. I um, spoke with partners that were selling Infusionsoft, servicing companies using Infusionsoft. So I had kind of like a, like an idea to go in that direction. And so I kind of, I initially did, and I did that, you know, through freelance work. And then about a month later, I did start another company. And uh, this other company, uh, first day that I started, I let them know, hey, I've got a school, I need to pick them up, you know, maybe one to three times a week. So I need to leave here at five o'clock, you know, just, just so, I'm, so I'm there on time at 5.30. And uh, they gave me a really hard time about it. They said basically that they didn't think that was going to fly. And then after a while, they were like, yeah, that's not going to fly. Uh, you're going to have to change your schedule with your son in order to stay with us. And they basically gave me an ultimatum at that point, three weeks in job. Uh, and, you know, I had to make a, a choice at that point, you know, because to me, I didn't want to keep going through that process of trying to find a good job or, you know, I could do that or I could just dive into like really putting all my energies and focus and work into my own business. And so that's what I did. And, you know, that was uh, back in March of 2013 and I've been at it ever since. Awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Great story and a, a great head start into the uh, whole digital marketing and e-commerce world out uh, there at Infusionsoft. <laughs> yeah. You. So, I mean, I kind of have a similar story where I started in retail and um, I got to work with a lot of people that were actually doing drop shipping with online stores. And that's sort of why I got my sort of foothold into the drop shipping world is because of my firsthand experience with that. So it's nice that's to have awesome. that kind of a head start in life, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, it's funny how companies that, you know, you're, that it doesn't work out with how they kind of lead the way and they basically show you exactly what to do to be able to make money on your own. It's, it's <laughs> funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the perfect uh, starting point for your new career for, you know, your, so you said uh, your freelance um, was the first kind of way you got started off uh, yeah. after that, right? Um, what was that like for you trying to gain a foothold into the freelance world and, and start your own yeah, business? Yeah, um, you know, it was okay. Uh, you know, I was able to get, you know, some, some decent clients and some good opportunities. Um, but 
it's uh it's definitely a hamster wheel it's definitely you know you gotta grind it out you gotta find business and you get business you take care of business and then you gotta find more business and you know and they don't charge you or they don't pay you what you're worth either as i mean but if you're just starting off i mean how much are you really worth at that point you know because you haven't really had a whole lot of experience you haven't really delivered results yet um so you know it was it was a good stepping stone at the time you know um it's definitely well below what I make now, but, um, but you know, it was, again, it was a good stepping stone and I definitely learned a lot in those, or uh, in the first year or so that I was really like focusing on like freelance type work. I definitely learned a lot. That's cool. So at what point did you decide to make the jump into doing more of like an agency model where you're really helping businesses on a larger scale um, and also helping with more than just one thing, but with like their entire sales funnel process and marketing strategies and stuff like that? Yeah. So, you know, initially, I mean, so I was obviously getting, you know, leads and clients off of like Upwork and Odesk at the time, which is now like merged. But I, um, I also had a website and I basically positioned myself as an agency, uh, giving Infusionsoft services. So Infusionsoft support. Now that meant that I was helping businesses automate their entire backend, uh, whether it's just like the workflow process, their sales pipeline for their sales team process or their marketing process. So I was, so I, I was doing a little bit of like marketing work that was relevant to what I do today at that time. Um, I wasn't doing purely that though. So basically I went through servicing several different clients over the first year. And I had one client in particular that had me do like a, a, a complex marketing campaign um, that I came up with because they just wanted to see more results from their Infusionsoft. And so I used that opportunity to, you know, really creatively like dive into creating like a solid marketing campaign using my Infusionsoft prowess, so to speak. And, you know, using all sorts of different like tricks and tactics and marketing automation. And, and then, you know, I launched this thing and this thing did really, really well. I mean, it, it made, I mean, at the t for them, this was big at the time, but um, I'm sure they've grown since then, but they made 44,000 in like five days. And, and that's how much they made the previous month, the entire month. And so that right there was like, to me, like the spark, that was like what started me wanting to just dive into performance marketing and focus on performance marketing. And that was, you know, that was back in 2014. Like, I think it was like late 2014 when I did that promo for that client. And that client obviously worked with me ongoing after that. And, uh, you know, I had a big impact on that client's business uh, in the year or so that I provided service to that company. And it was, that was just the domino that led me to, okay, you know what? I really love generating results for clients. I really love marketing and putting together funnels. Uh, I want to learn more about this. And so I just dove into all the material in the world uh, back in, I don't know, late 2014, early 2015. Uh, Digital Marketer was a big influence uh, of mine at the time. And uh, that's why I decided to become a Digital Marketer certified partner. I was like in the first class of 12, along with Brad Martinow of Six Division and uh, Dave Alabano of Joseph Marketing and a bunch of other awesome people. And um, yeah, the rest is history. That's awesome, man. Uh, such a great uh, story. And you know what, like just taking the right steps, at the right time, um, you know, and, and doing like what you said, you joined a course, you kind of uh, joined a group of mentors and you really, you know, just did the right thing. You took, you took the right steps and 
you found success. And so we can kind of move on now and talk about like how you help businesses. Like let's talk about the kind of success that you were able to provide them and how they were able to find that maybe um, what were you able to help with as far as like build out their funnels and like paid advertising and stuff like that and their launch strategy and things like that. Sure. Uh, do you want me to just highlight like a specific example or do you want me to go over several examples or what do you want me to do? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to talk about a case study, um, that's fine too. Or if you just want to talk like in general generalities about how businesses can do that, that's fine as well. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You know, this actually kind of feeds into um, the upcoming book because, um, you know, for this book, I interviewed Molly Pittman, J. Trevor Chapman, Sam Bell, David Schlaz, Rory Stern, Amanda Bond, you know, Jeremy Howie, uh, tons of other awesome Facebook advertisers. And we all contributed to this book. I mean, I, I contributed to it all these authors or not others, entrepreneurs contributed to it. And, uh, and so the, the lead off here is that what I'm about to go over is what works right now for e-commerce. And, um, if you're still struggling to adapt, if you're watching this or listening to this, if you're struggling to adapt to getting results out of Facebook, then this will probably help you. So, uh, we have this one client, uh, in the supplement space it has a great brand. Uh, he does a great job of just, you know, uh, generating content for his brand. And so that's the first, uh, you know, the first tip is really you got as a company owner, as a business owner, whether it's e-commerce or any other vertical, you definitely want to be able to provide like a lot of consistent content. Uh, because right now when you do content first in your Facebook ads funnel, it works super well. So he does a great job of just producing awesome blog content, I think once a week. Uh, he's also got a podcast too, and you know, he does a great job with his podcast as well. And so what we're able to do with him, for example, is we're able to use his content he publishes on a weekly basis to attract cold traffic. And you know, a lot of people, if they're inexperienced with Facebook ads, they won't spend money on content boosting. And that's a mistake right now. It's a mistake because Facebook loves it when you do that because it allows people to stay on Facebook for one. And then on top of that, it is serving very relevant content on Facebook and Facebook is right now it's, it's a newsfeed, you know, primarily, yes, you can make offers on that, but it's also, it's primarily a newsfeed where people go to get information and consume news uh, and consume content. And so if you're a brand putting content out there and, you know, using page post engagement type ads to be able to get a cold audience attracted to your brand through that content. That's, that's awesome. Like this client in particular, they're seeing anywhere between like a three to seven on average return on their ad spend from just those ads from just content ads. And the reason why is because when people go to their website, uh, reviewing that content, consuming that content, there's offers on that page. And then on top of that, we can retarget those people as well. So it's extremely beneficial to lead with that. So, um, I call this like the Facebook ads performance magnification strategy. And, uh, basically it's leading with content, the awareness stage. It's uh, engaging with different people as they come into your funnel by continuing to pepper them with your awesome content. And then also show like yourself and your personality, especially if you're a small business, which most, you know, businesses are uh, in our market. Uh, and then after that, you go into the conversion stage and then that's where you actually show them an offer for a lead magnet report or guide or mini class or something along those lines to get them as a lead. And then you also 
at the same time, move them into the monetization stage after that, where you actually show them an offer uh, to purchase one of your products. And then after that, once they become a customer, it's, I, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's definitely not that hard to continue to make additional revenue off of a customer. Uh, you could just use dynamic product ads. Uh, you can, you know, use any of the other, uh, video creatives as well to be able to convert your customers into additional customers uh, with some of your offers. And there's so many different things you can do to further monetize. This way you win the game, which is all about generating as much lifetime value as possible from your customers, because then you can afford to pay more per customer from Facebook. So that's that helps, uh, like process, that whole strategy, that's something we've been doing with this particular client. And it's led to over 1200% return on ad spend. And we're doing that consistently. It's not like just a flash in the pan type of thing. It's happening consistently. So, so that's, you know, that's a, an example of something that we're involved with that uh, has made a massive impact on one of our clients. That's really smart, you know, leading with content. And I like that because, you know, you make content, oh, course creators or any coach or any e-commerce store, they might make content, but getting that content in front of people is a whole nother story, right? I mean, it's face, Facebook and all the social media, even YouTube, their algorithms are changing all the time. You can make as much content as you want, but right. is it going to show up in front of these people? You know, you know, you can control that with the advertising. Of course you have to pay for that, but, but putting that in front of them at the awareness stage is really powerful. And, you know, I couldn't agree more. That's a great strategy to use. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, it really is. I mean, uh, we, we, so this client, that client that I just went over, you know, they do their own content, but a lot of our other clients don't, and we do that content for them and the strategy still works. You know, I mean, you, you have to create awesome content. Obviously you have to have relevant offers on your website. You've got to have all your pixels set up and your conversion steps set up within your pixel, uh, throughout your funnel. And, you know, you just have to obviously be able to manage the numbers too on the back end within Facebook ads reporting to make sure you're getting, uh, the max return on your ad spend, you're showing the right ads to the right people. So, you know, it's obviously there's a lot of elements to that. I'm making it sound maybe easier than it is, but, <laughs> um, but it's totally doable. And that's, you know, that's the way that any advertiser should be advertising on Facebook. So is there a way that you help people like set their funnel up appropriately? I mean, you mentioned like you have to have good content and of course it goes along with that to have the right kind of content for the, for the, place that the buyer's in, in, in their, in the funnel and they're in like their buying journey. Um, how do yep. you, when you get into a business and look at it, like how do you determine where their funnels at, at, you know, and how to fix it, like how to actually get it to the right content stuff like that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, so the first thing we do with every client, whenever they come on board and they really need help with their funnel, uh, because we have two different clients, we have clients that need help with just traffic, Facebook ads, Google ads, and we have customers that need help with their funnel and maybe traffic. So those are the two types of customers. So when they have to go in the, into that path, uh, they go down into our double your sales diagnosis strategy service basically. And that's where as a quote unquote doctor, I diagnose like their funnel. I evaluate their entire funnel top to bottom and I help them see like what's working, what isn't, what they need to change. Um, and I also on top of that, I go through several different exercises that, I learned from Ryan Dice um, years ago when I first became a certified partner. And I've been doing this now consistently with every single company that I work with that goes through this step. And uh, this process allows us to really identify who that perfect customer is in great detail. It allows us to really figure out how to articulate the best way to speak to the transformation that your product or your service helps people go through. 
Um, and then also there's some competitive research involved with our double sales diagnosis. We can identify what's really working in your market. We can uh, also share that Intel with our clients and we can also use that Intel obviously in creating the best possible plan coming out of that double sales diagnosis. This way we can get the results that they want to achieve from that specific funnel or whatever their goal is. Um, we can help them do that following the double sales diagnosis. So, so that's what we do that allows us to get that clarity and get that focus that we need to be able to generate the result that they want. That's awesome. Um, so it, does it depend on the business model as to what kind of content or what kind of advertising you need to be doing? Like, is it different between a, say a supplement and like a high ticket coaching uh, service or product um, as, as, or is it kind of similar for the content and the marketing and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, well, so, there, that's a very loaded question, but um, content, you know, content can be definitely similar in some ways, right? I mean, you know, you're, you're, you've got brand story type content where you tell your story behind your business. You know, you've got, uh, but, but then, you know, obviously the, the subject matter will change, you know, obviously business to business. Um, but the fact is, is that there are still like kind of segments and buckets of different kind of content posts amongst all businesses, right? So the subject matter changes, but uh, the pillars of content that you develop as a business owner, that can be fairly consistent. So hopefully that answers your question there. Um, as far as like what funnel strategy, you know, to use, you know, that def definitely can differ as you can imagine, you know, business to business, you know, based off of, you know, what their price point is for their offer, you know, what they're selling physical or digital, or service, you know, related, um, you know, so there's definitely elements there that uh, can change business to business. Um, so hopefully, you know, that, does that answer your question? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was just kind of digging down because, um, you know, some people, it, it, you know, they may have built a business up and seen some success, but maybe they're doing it, some of it by accident. They don't really know like what they're doing, right. What they're doing wrong. And, and it's somebody like you can come in and kind of tell them like, you know, Hey, you're doing this right, but this could be way better, you know, or that kind of a thing. And, and what I feel like is maybe like they need to just figure out either how to structure their content pillars a little bit better, or maybe they need to figure out how to set up all their remarketing appropriately so that it comes back in to the correct places in their funnels at the right time, you know, and it's shown at the right yeah. time to the right people, that kind of a thing. So there's a lot of like little tiny nuances. I think that, um, that, you know, someone like you can really help a business owner out with. Totally. So, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it could be, you know, the effectiveness of the content, you know, maybe they can get better ROI on their content. Uh, it could be that, you know, maybe their value ladder is incomplete, you know, it may still work, you know, like you said, but uh, maybe they're missing a lead magnet miss, maybe they're missing, an opportunity for a profit maximizer to be able to like, you know, maximize their average order value from new customers, for example. So this way they could be a little bit more aggressive and they could scale on Facebook ads or any other ad platform for that matter. Um, you know, maybe they, you know, don't do a really good job of retargeting, you know, um, you know, yeah, it really depends, but there's definitely always small hinges that swing big doors in every business, even if they're already super successful, you could still identify that. Um, but you know, our sweet spot really is helping six figure uh, business owners, usually around the mid six. Uh, but you know, we can help people that are lower than that, but usually mid six, we help them get to that seven plus. Awesome, man. Yeah. And, and I couldn't agree more on the fact that like, okay, six figure to seven figure, um, easier said than done, right? Like getting from zero to six figure is awesome. That's an amazing thing. But scaling is like a whole different ball game entirely. Right. I mean, you have to like, 
take on what you're already doing to the next level and you know trying to decide what the 80 20 of that is was really important right and just breaking it all down into one specific path and following that one path until success can be daunting for business owners i think um there's so many distractions out there in the digital marketing world different marketing trends happening all the time and that kind of leads into my next question which um the book um part of the title is trends for e-commerce right so i was going to ask you um what kind of trends do you see coming out in the in the digital marketing realm um these days you know moving forward into the next few years as well yeah, totally well i mean obviously chatbots are huge you know i mean chatbots are definitely massive right now um, it's a, you know, we're, we're moving more towards like an engagement relationship based marketing, like methodology as a industry. I could, and I could see that everybody can see that it's really been doing this like really actively. And, uh, Facebook messenger is a big part of that because obviously, you know, you can create a strong relationship with people. You can really engage with people and, uh, and Facebook loves that and Facebook, you know, we, uh, so we rut routinely see, high ratings on our ads when we're using Facebook messenger ads. Um, and so there's a specific proprietary, you know, uh, measurement uh, on Facebook called relevance score, which, you know, maybe people have heard of and relevance score is one to 10. Um, if you score close to 10, then you've got a really good ad that's targeting the right people with the right message and, and the right offer and you're leading them to the right place and everything's congruent. And, uh, and so Facebook, routinely like rewards a lot of our Facebook messenger ad campaigns with nines and tens because they love, you know, uh, messenger ads. So that feeds into the whole uh, methodology that's kind of growing right now with relationship based marketing. So that's really huge right now. I mean, besides that, you know, just having like strong content on your front end is huge. Um, so, I mean, you definitely want to leverage that uh, as an e-commerce business and some e-commerce businesses really do have a hard time, like really figure out what that should look like. Um, and I get it, you know, cause content altogether is definitely challenging to produce at times. But, uh, if you can really hone in on the co like content and producing content for your business and, and you can use Facebook ads and then you could definitely use that, uh, in a very profitable way when it comes to, you know, spending money on getting people to see your content. Uh, I mean, besides that, you know, other kind of trends right now that are happening, um, you know, obviously video has been a trend for a few years now, but still a growing trend. Uh, Instagram, you know, Instagram is growing like crazy. I mean, uh, a year ago they were at 700 million monthly active users. I'm sure they're to 1 billion now at this recent, but I know they've grown. Uh, you've got obviously Instagram, like, you know, story and IGTV. That's, you know, uh, a great, uh, you know, placement right now. Uh, IGTV can't advertise on yet. But Instagram stories, you can. And right now, Instagram stories is relatively untapped uh, as of this recording. So, um, so you can definitely get some solid ROI from using Instagram story ads. Uh, I mean, besides that, you know, it's just, um, I would say, you know, the, the really, there's definitely like different strategies that are tested that work and things like that. But those are the biggest, I would say, emerging trends. Um, and obviously, you know, trends, you know, come and go and then new trends come as well. So I'm sure that, you know, we'll see some new trends on the horizon as well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's constantly evolving. You're talking about the messenger bots and stuff like that. That just kind of came into being, I'd say maybe six months ago. It felt, feels like it's so new, you know, feels like it. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe a little say, bit older than that. <laughs> yeah. I would say like early last year is when the yeah, messenger yeah, yeah. bots really started to, you know, emerge because right. um, I won a uh, affiliate contest 
uh, promoting Bots for Business, Scott Oldford's program um, last year. And I did that with a chatbot. So nice. <laughs> you know, I drove traffic into my chatbot to sell them, you know, a, a program that would teach them how to do that. So it was cool. Um, <laughs> that's the best way to do but, it. Uh, yeah, man. Lead by sure that's what I thought. Exactly. Exactly. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you could do so much with bots. Uh, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Like, uh, what that's becoming. I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely the, like, I would, I, I see it being five years or so from now, being similar to what we're seeing with like, marketing automation software, like active campaign and fusion stop, uh, Facebook messenger is going to be that platform, uh, at some point very soon. That's very cool to think about. I mean, everybody uses Facebook, you know, all day long, practically <laughs> some people are crazy on it. So it makes sense that there'd be like a full CRM system built into uh, a digital marketing campaign and integrated marketing campaign. Makes right. Man. I mean, Facebook's just, they, they're just monetizing their platform <laughs> left and right, man. They're just, I mean, they're, they're a smart company. I mean, cause they're doing everything they can to stay relevant. I mean, they've added, you know, a workspace, which is a Slack, you know, replacement, basically, you know, they've added obviously the marketplace, which is like an eBay, you know, I mean, they're doing so many different things to keep people on Facebook, uh, including, you know, obviously Facebook messenger and developing that platform. So uh, one of the last things I wanted to ask you um, about trends is uh, live video. Live video has become this kind of a, a, a trendy thing in the last, I would say, six months or a year. Um, a lot of uh, bigger brands picked it up and a lot of these smaller entrepreneurs are now picking it up as a, as a place to, to be, um, to capture attention because live is just so much more engaging. Uh, you have a live chat box you can go into. Um, YouTube has a live function. Facebook has a live function. Uh, what's your take on live video um, for digital marketers and entrepreneurs? Yeah. Well, you need to be on video. Uh, it doesn't have to be live necessarily, but you definitely need to be on video in my opinion, especially as a small business owner, uh, because that's how you're going to differentiate yourself is through you and you are the brand. Um, because you know, you're up against obviously some big name companies out there and those companies don't really have faces in, in a lot of cases. Um, and as a small business owner, you have a face so you can be relatable which is something that uh, big brands can't really say. And so you definitely want to leverage video and what it can do for your business. Absolutely. Uh, whether that's recorded or live. I mean, so live video, there's definitely some specific strategies that work really well. Um, for example, uh, if you're launching a product on launch day, and, and, and by the way, I'm getting this from David Schloss in the book that I'm releasing. Uh, I just want to give credit where it's due. Uh, so he basically shares like this step-by-step -step, uh, product launch strategy. Um, and, and then on the day of the product launch, you're on live video all day showing, showcasing your product, answering any questions about your product and really just, you know, exciting people about buying your product. So, you know, that's something that e-commerce owners should do, you know, with uh, their, you know, product launches. Um, there's other things you can do with live video also. I mean, you can, you know, show, you know, like, you know, case study interviews with someone that loved your product, for example. I mean, um, I mean, there's just, there's so many other things you can do as well. Um, so, and there's really, so I, you know, I would just tell, you know, your audience that, you know, don't be scared, get yourself out there, try it. Um, authentic video works really well on Facebook. So it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it can be very authentic and very genuine, including the mistakes in those videos. And, you know, people will appreciate that. So, you know, just get out there and do it. 
That's awesome, Josh. Great tips. I um, hope you guys are really taking notes, uh, mental notes, whether they're <laughs> mental or physical, because really this stuff matters. Uh, marketing and sales is the lifeblood of a digital business, whether it be drop shipping or whether it be uh, supplement sales or whether it be coaching and, and you know, high ticket consultations, online courses, affiliate marketing. It doesn't matter. You have to be out there on video, you know, in email, in Facebook, in YouTube, all these, all these platforms and constantly be creating content like Josh was saying. And you know, marketing that content, um, advertising it to people and getting them into the proper funnel at the right time and closing the sale when the customer is ready to buy. So, um, man, Josh, so much good content. Thank you so much for sharing um, so many great tips in this episode. Yeah, you're, you got it, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Amen.